ESPN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, Overcoming Obstacles. Are you facing challenges in your life or relationships? Whatever the problems might be, we want to help you cultivate a solution-focused mindset and clear those hurdles. Give us a call. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to learn. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Overcoming Obstacles. If you are facing a challenge, any challenge, big or small, in your life or relationships, we want to help you cultivate a solution-focused mindset and clear those hurdles. 877-573-7825. You know, that's a pretty big category, right? And normally we focus in on specific types of problems. But the fact is, the way we think about and approach any problem ultimately determines our ability to solve it or not. And what I just mentioned there in passing, this idea of a solution-focused mindset, that's that's what we're going to try to focus on today because whatever you're dealing with, you can either have a more solution-focused mindset or a problem-focused mindset. And it doesn't matter what the problem is, whether it's a marriage problem, a parenting problem, a personal struggle, uh, any other issue, the more we have a problem-focused mindset, the more difficult it is to solve that problem. So that's what we're really focusing on today. Whatever the issue is, if it's big or small or somewhere in between, whether it's a relationship problem, a personal struggle, or some other issue that's frustrating you, we want to talk about what it means to have that more solution-focused mindset. Well, I want to be very clear with all of our wonderful, beloved listeners. It is too easy to listen to the first few minutes of the show today and think, oh, they just want me to be positive. They're just talking about instead of dealing with the obstacle or being grumpy or sad or anxiety-ridden, I'm just supposed to be positive. Those are not the words that we're using. Solution-focused is a completely different mindset than just be positive and put on a happy face. Don't feel the way you're feeling. Don't be frustrated. Don't be anxiety-ridden. Don't be depressed. Don't be scared. Don't be... That is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to move you towards real solutions for whatever you need to overcome in your life. And if that sounds like something you need today or you want to help somebody else get there, and you need to know what those steps would be for them and how you can help them, then give us a call today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. 
Of course, if you are listening later on to the More to Life podcast, you can still send us your questions via email. That address, questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at more2liferadio.com. But give us a call at 877-573-7825 if you're listening live, and let us help you overcome the obstacles standing between you and that more joyful and abundant life that God has for, his, for, for all of his children. That's right, for every single one of us. So what are the challenges, big or small, that are standing between you and a more abundant life or a healthier, happier, holier relationship with your spouse, your kids, someone in your extended family? What problems in your life or relationships are tempting you to just settle Are there certain disagreements or conflicts you're struggling to resolve? Situations you're not sure what to do with? Problems that you're beginning to feel you're just stuck in? Let us help you discover new ways to cooperate with God's grace, discover His plan, and develop a more spiritually solution-focused mindset. You know, I want to pick up on something you said just now, Lisa, the idea of settling. Uh, you know, Pope Francis, and we've shared this quote with our listeners before, but Pope Francis said, the biggest danger in life is a bad spirit of adapting that is not meekness or humility, but mediocrity, and making the excuse for doing nothing by saying, that's just the way I am, or just that's just the way it is. And there he's talking about that temptation that we all have to just kind of settle, to say, well, I guess that's the way it is. I guess that's just what I have to put up with. And I think where it gets confusing for us Christians is this idea that there is a certain place for, you know, what we what we might call acceptance, the idea of of really accepting God's will. And and what is that how how is that different from settling? And I wanted to just sort of kick off the show with that in mind. It's because especially in this Lenten season, you know, there is that sort of idea that a lot of people have that we're just supposed to accept whatever we're suffering. Um, Acceptance, though, refers to our ability to see things for what they are and then make a plan to improve them, right? Because God has chosen us to be his children, to be his people, to right wrongs, to heal wounds, to undo damage, to fix things that are wrong in the world. And while settling is seeing things through a powerless lens, so when we accept a situation for what it is, we're able to cooperate with God's grace to then make that situation what it's meant to be. But when we settle, either because we give into a feeling of powerlessness or because we lie to ourselves and say, oh, it's not so bad, I guess, it's fine. What we're doing there is we're blocking God's ability to use us as instruments of change and grace and authentic love. Settling is often the sin of sloth, right? It, 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 which is not the sin of laziness, by the way. It's the sin of seeing something that needs to change and choosing not to do anything about it. Sloth is basically settling, and it undermines hope. And St. Augustine had a wonderful quote. I love this quote. He said, Hope has two beautiful daughters, and their names are anger and courage. Anger at the way things are, and courage to see that they do not remain so. And isn't that fascinating? So many of our listeners are like, what? <laughs> what? A saint is telling us that, that, that anger can be part of hope? Yes, because it's a response to an injustice. Something that's, that's lower and less than what God has created us to be. Maybe you're, you're listening to us talk about this right now and you're saying, oh no, I'm, I'm good. 
if all these people just weren't the way they were. If my family wasn't absolutely against everything I want to be in my life or the way I live my faith. If these people hadn't saddled me with everything that I'm carrying around emotionally or spiritually or even temporally. Or if just this one person would get on board with what I need them to be doing to make our lives better or make their life better. We all have those situations. Some obstacles are just something we fall over and we can get up and move on. Others feel like we are trapped in a cage. If you're dealing or somebody you care about is dealing with obstacles in their life and you're thinking, how can this be overcome? What what can we do to find the solution? Well, then maybe the Holy Spirit has you listening to More to Life today for a reason. Give us a call at 877 573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're, not, if you're wondering what that is, um, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that talked about how we could discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design and creation, especially his design of our bodies. The theology of the body reminds us to stop settling, to see that God wants to fulfill the deepest longings of our hearts for love that doesn't fail, for relationships that are fulfilling, and for a life that reflects the power of God's grace. The world is broken, But God has chosen us, his children, to cooperate with his grace to make things the way God intends them to be once again. St. John Paul reminded us that we need to keep our eyes not on what we think is possible through our own power, but on what God wants to make of our lives and our relationships. Our job is to stop being intimidated about how little we can change on our own power. Instead, we need to courageously lean into God's grace and the vision he has for our lives so that we can become what he created us to be and build his kingdom. Yeah, and, you know, I was talking before about this idea of acceptance. And, and, you know, so how does this fit into that idea that Christians need to die to ourselves, right? Well, dying to ourselves isn't the same thing as settling. You know, dying to ourselves means acknowledging that even though God wants to make things better, We don't know how to do it on our own power. And in fact, the more we try to improve our lives and relationships on our own power, the worse things tend to get. So dying to ourselves means surrendering our plans for making things better, not the God-given desire to make them better. And we do that by bringing the desire to make our life and relationships better to God and saying, you know, Lord, I know that you want to make more of this, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do to make that happen. Teach me. Show me what you want me to do today and the next day and the next day and the next day and make me willing to do those things even if it challenges my comfort zone. And that's what the dying to ourselves part of this process is. So let's talk about this. Today on More to Life, Overcoming Obstacles. Are you facing challenges in your life or relationships 
Whatever those problems might be, we want to help you cultivate a solution-focused mindset and clear those hurdles. Let's talk about it. You know, are you struggling in your relationship with your spouse, your kids, your extended family, friends? Are there particular problems in your life or relationships that are tempting you to just settle? Maybe there are certain disagreements or conflicts you're struggling to resolve, situations you're not sure what to do with. Whatever it is, we want to help you discover new ways to cooperate with God's grace, discover His plan, and start developing a more spiritually solution-focused mindset. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls and questions. In the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Lord Jesus Christ, come into your presence, and we bring to you those struggles that we have in our life, our relationships, those times when we're just tempted to sort of settle and say, well, it is what it is. Help us instead to see the things as you see them, to see our relationships through your eyes, to see all the possibilities that you see when you look at the problems we face. Help us to come to you with humility and ask you to teach us, Lord, how to respond to those challenges step by step in ways that will glorify you, in ways that will help us be our best selves and work for the good of everybody involved. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name, in the name of the, the Father, Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, Overcoming Obstacles. You got an obstacle in your life? We are here to help. In the words of the great social philosopher Vanilla Ice, if you've got a problem, yo, we'll solve it. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 877-573-7825. That is the most obscure <laughs> quote I have ever heard. Okay. Obscure. Okay. 877-573-7825. Hit us so. with the first question, Lisa. Okay. This, this is, God bless her, this is from Christy, who needed to send this from her iPhone. She says, good morning. I've been married for 24 years. We have three wonderful children. However, we have been struggling for years. We have spoken to priests and deacons for guidance and help. I am connected to so many Catholic emails and websites and listen to Catholic radio and often give my husband information that I hear throughout the day. But nothing seems to work. The biggest problem is that my husband chooses to change nothing. I have told him that we need date nights. Priests have said this too. And we go out together once a year. And this year we didn't even go out for our anniversary. I have asked him to go to Canaan 90, Lenten Journey, for the last two years. And he says he will, but we do not. He will never reproach me and talk to me or say anything to me to start a conversation to help us move in the right direction. In the last 10 years of our marriage, whenever there is an issue, I always have to pursue the conversation. I've been open and vulnerable, which is hard for me to do, and I tell him what I need. The priest also asked my husband why he cannot give me what I want after I explained to him that I need emotional intimacy and just a connection, and he cannot answer. All I ask for is communication and time together. He can go for months ignoring me. I usually let it go for weeks to see if he will ever crack and approach me, but he does not. So I have to break the walls, and then we might talk for a week, but after that week, it goes back to the same. 
I cannot live like this knowing what my vocation is and how seriously I take it. And he knows that. It is physically taking a toll on my health, emotionally as well. And he sees how upset it makes me and he knows how faithful I am and how much it means to me and that this hurts me tremendously, but still no change. Please help me because I cannot get to the point where I resent him and this marriage and I want so much more. And he knows that. We pray as a family every night because of me. We go to church every week as a family. We pray the rosary because of me. And I have asked him to lead family prayer, etc., and to be a leader. He will for a short time and then stops. He said, he said that he is stubborn, but I'm tired of being on the receiving end of his immaturity. I'm, am I supposed to just keep watching my life pass me by until he decides to make a move in the right direction? If you can offer advice, I would, be, I would appreciate it. Thank you for your time. All right, thank you for your question, and I certainly hear the heartbreak in, in, in the tone of your, your message here, and I, I, I want to give you some things to be able to, to work through this. Um, what you're describing, I, I have no way of knowing this. If, if, uh, if I had you on the phone, I'd be asking this, but, but I, you know, what you're describing is, it sounds to me like a guy who is traumatized. You know, um, a lot of men who are raised in very sort of authoritarian households um, learn that the best thing they can do is keep their heads down and stay out of trouble. And when you come to them with a complaint or a concern, they freeze. They just don't know what to do. Because it brings back a whole rush of memories of, you know, I am wrong. And if I am wrong, then I'm in trouble. And if I'm in trouble, bad stuff's going to happen. Again, I have no way of knowing that for sure. But But 90% of the time when I see that, what you just described present in our pastoral counseling practice that's what it is it's a trauma reaction the 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 the, the, the his eye you know the guy's eyes just glaze over the blood drains out of his face and he's just terrified he's wrong and he's just trying to stay out of the way and keep his head down so he doesn't get in trouble which of course makes you even more frustrated and you get more angry with him and then you you know are prone to maybe even lecture once in a while which just feeds the problem and you've done a lot of the good things here, you know, trying to trying to get resources, trying to go to your pastor. Um, that's all good stuff. <clears throat> but what's, what, what you didn't describe is any attempt at counseling. And I realize it's going to be the same thing, right? I realize it's going to be up to you to make it happen. And that's going to be frustrating to you because you're, you're the driver for everything else. I, I will say this. Um, I'm, and I'm, in, I'm, I'm reading into this, all right? But whenever I do see this background, all right, what I also see is, you know, that the wife in this situation often comes from a more traumatic background of a chaotic family life and she picks somebody that's safe she picks somebody that's not going to threaten her unknowingly unknowingly and somebody who's going to be safe and non-threatening uh but then once she's gotten her own safety needs met and she feels more secure in this part of her life then she starts getting frustrated because the guy who is safe now doesn't have the gumption to do anything and be a partner well, so, so I'm, and I'm sharing that with you because I want you to be sensitive to your own journey and to give him the opportunity to heal as well. So I want you to make this last effort here to, to make, uh, when I say last effort, I don't mean last, but I mean like this, this, this next effort next here. Next effort. To, to, to say we need to go to counseling together. We, not, 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 not you, husband, but we don't know how to have the kind of marriage that I know that God is calling us to. I, 
wife, don't know how to support you, husband, in feeling secure and confident and, and being the, the, the man that God's calling you to be, and you don't know how to meet my needs. And, and I don't want you to feel like you're a bad man or a failure or I'm disappointed in you. I mean, you know, I'm frustrated, sure, but, but this is something we need to figure out together. And so I have made an appointment to speak to a, you know, either a marriage counselor in your area or to get you know, pastoral counseling through, through Catholic counselors, um, and I need us to go and do this. You know, it, he'll, do, he'll do the things that you initiate, right? He, he, he prays with you because you initiate it. He goes to Mass with you because you initiate it. You, you, you know, he'll talk to your pastor because you initiate it. So I realize that it's exhausting for you to do all that initiating, and you're resenting me even saying this because I've had this conversation with dozens and dozens of people in your position. I get that. But it's not going to change unless you make that initiative and unless you're putting yourself in a place where you can get new skills, and all the things you're describing that you've done, you know, have been providing spiritual support for the relationship. But, like we always say, you know, when you pray or you get spiritual support, God is filling your tank in your car. But if you've got flat tires or a broken engine, even if you have a tank full of gas, it's not going to get you down the road. So you need new skills. And so I, I want you to, you know, to get off this call with us and make that appointment either with a good marriage-friendly counselor in your area, or to seek you know, faithful counseling, pastoral counseling through our practice at catholiccounselors.com, but you need skills, and you need to be in it together, not focusing on how he is failing you, but how the two of you don't know how to be for each other what you each need to be. If he was dealing with a trauma response to anything else, and he couldn't do particular tasks because of that... You'd be willing to say, all right, we will walk through the steps with experts till we get you healed from this. If you can remember that that may be the situation, you might be able to give him a little bit more grace as you continue to carry the cross of initiating all of this. But it is the way that you can get to the goal that you want to get to. In the meantime, I'd also suggest you check, check out our book, uh, For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage. In particular, look at the relationship pathway and read the section on the lifeboat safety marriage, because I think it's going to describe your experience pretty, pretty accurately and give you some initial steps to take. But ultimately, you're going to need professional pastoral counseling support or marriage counseling support to really heal this deeper wound that, uh, that your husband's dealing with and, and know how you can be there for each other. With that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about overcoming the obstacles in your life and relationships to help you lead a more joyful and abundant life. Back in a minute. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. The question of gender identity is divisive, controversial, and often painful. How should parents respond to sons and daughters desiring to change their gender? Will the church remain free to teach that we are created male and female? What do the sciences say? We'll find out on March 2nd when Father Gabriel Richard High and Ave Maria Radio host our annual Familiaris Consortio Conference, Responding to Gender Dysphoria in Truth and Charity. Attorney John Bursch takes on gender ideology, Professor of Endocrinology, Dr. Paul Cruz, covers the sciences. Father Sean Kilcauley speaks as a pastor. And you will bring plenty of questions for our panel. Be there Saturday morning, March 2nd, from 8.15 until noon at Father Gable Richard High in Ann Arbor. The event is free, includes a light breakfast, so register at AveMariaRadio.net or FGRHS.org. Welcome to an Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. 
We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matty and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, overcoming obstacles. We're talking about really any problems that you're having in your life or relationships. How do you approach those problems in a more solution-focused mindset? Instead of just getting caught up in the problem and just feeling overwhelmed because you don't know what to do and it just is what it is and it's fine, whatever... Let's avoid that temptation to settle and find ways to cooperate with God's grace to begin making changes. What challenges, big or small, are standing between you and a more abundant life or happier, healthier, holier relationships with your kids, your spouse, your extended family? What problems in your life or relationships are tempting you to just settle? Are there certain disagreements or conflicts you're struggling to resolve? Whatever the situation is, let us help you find new ways to cooperate with God's grace, discover His plan, and develop that more spiritually solution-focused mindset. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're listening later on to the More to Life podcast, you can always send us your questions via email. That address, questions at moretoliferadio.com with the number two. Questions at moretoliferadio.com. Radio.com. But we do love talking with you and being able to ask those follow-up questions. So if you're listening live, give us a holler right now, 877-573-7825. Before we take any more questions or calls, we want to send out some congratulations. These congratulations are going out to another member of the EWTN radio family. Catholic Radio Indy is celebrating 20 years with us this week. They serve Indianapolis and central Indiana with five FM stations. Uh, So congratulations to Gordon Smith and his team at Catholic Radio Indy from your friends right here at EWTN. And of course, wherever you are listening to Catholic Radio, make sure you are supporting your local EWTN affiliate with your prayers and with your dollars. Let's keep EWTN Catholic Radio going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you in living a more joyful and abundant life. Speaking of which, we are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about overcoming those challenges, big or small, that are standing between you and a more abundant life or happier, healthier, holier relationships, give us a call. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to life will be back in just a minute. Stick around. Today's programming on 990 WTEO is brought to you in part by a gift from our day sponsor. The annual Rose Mass for Catholic Healthcare Workers, celebrated by Bishop Boyer, will be at 4.30 p.m. Saturday, March 9th at St. Thomas in Ann Arbor, followed by a reception in the Parish Hall. Karen Bussey, Director of the Mother Teresa House, will speak on redemptive suffering. Suggested free will donation is $20. RSVP at cmalansing at gmail.com 
That's cmalansing at gmail.com. Modern philosophers Kierkegaard, Shelley, Sartre proposed the idea that existence precedes essence, by which they meant in simpler terms that in the process of time we make or create who and what we are. We understand, of course, that there are those who believe that their doing has been more successful than that of others, and have consequently argued that their being is on a higher state than that of others. This is the kind of thinking that leads to genocide, gas chambers, and abortion clinics. However, folks like Barb and Patrick and Paul and Alicia believe that from the beginning human essence is divinely ordered and infinitely valuable, and where else can we state this more clearly than our defense of preborn children who cannot prove themselves or justify themselves? They can only be, which is why they are so precious to one named I am. Go to GuadalupeWorkers.org. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Why are some married couples happy while others struggle? You might think that happy couples argue less and resolve issues more efficiently than unhappy couples. But in fact, research suggests that both happy and unhappy couples argue about as much and struggle similarly with problem solving. The real difference is that happy couples consciously work toward maintaining their relationship and emotional health. For example, they create rituals for working, playing, talking, and praying together on a daily and weekly basis. Happy couples also look for ways to help each other out from day to day. Little things that might make the other person's day easier or more pleasant. And then, when conflict breaks out, as it inevitably does in any human relationship, they realize that the most important thing isn't solving the conflict, but how they come to that resolution. Happy couples take care of each other while they go through that conflict so they can work to find solutions together. Marriage isn't easy, but the good news is that with a little work, any couple can find real happiness together. Get more tips for building a strong marriage in my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. And if you'd like faithful help for your relationship, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is Overcoming Obstacles, as we talk about all the challenges we face in our life, our relationships, that make us feel like, well, like we're frustrated in our attempts to live that abundant life that God's calling us to. If you've got questions, big or small, about the problems that are standing between you and that more abundant life or happier, healthier, holier relationship with your spouse, your kids, whether they're young or adults, or extended family or friends, give us a call. Or maybe just even inside yourself. That's right. 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. 
7825. I especially love that pop-up because as we talk about being solution-focused, you know, many of us when we are struggling with a spouse about a particular issue think we have tried everything. And the study just shows us if you start taking care of each other through it all and being a team about it, things can change. And most of us are so busy staking out our territory, we never think of even one small step in that direction. There are a lot of small steps that you can begin to take to change whatever's frustrating you. Let us help you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk now with our next caller, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania. Hello, uh, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Well, I, I just want to say, first of all, you know, I uh, appreciate um, b- both of you and your show for the many, many times I've uh, listened. Um, right now, I'm, I, I'm just. Uh, really struggling um you know i I, i'm living with a wife that has ptsd because she's post-abortive um Mm. and because of that um it just it it, i mean i know this call isn't so so long to cover everything there's a lot going on um but you know we're not getting along you know very well right now uh you know sometimes she she just you know assumes that you know that the problems with that um create a lot of I'm just losing words at this point, but uh, let me just ask you a couple of questions here. So, when you say she's post-abortive, do you mean was this your child, or is this from from her from her youth? Uh, Where and why is this emerging now in your marriage? Before I met her, before I met her, um, you know, Mm -hmm. it was um, over 20 years before I met her. Um, You know, and this is something, and and this is something that's been affecting your marriage from the beginning, or or this is just emerging now. It seems like it's, you know, my spiritual director told me to get a book, so I got a book. And it just seems from that book it says that as you get intimate, you know, things can escalate. And that seems to be on point. And, you know, things, you know, get compounded and escalate as time goes on as far as, you know, the, you know, the... The, the rage, violence, insecurities, you know, it just anxiety, you know, there's there's just a lot of stuff that goes on, and so, it's just something so small can, an example, just uh, three weeks ago, it, it seemed that to get us to our current position, um, you know, I, I went, you know, I, I, I like going to the Daily Mass. She goes to daily mass. Sometimes, because of a work schedule, we go to two different masses. You know, we don't spend, you know, that time because of work schedules. And not to digress and get into that, but sometimes on the way home from that, I'll I'll stop. I'll get something at the store, or I'll, I'll go and get something at the store on the way home and then get to my work. And because I didn't invite her. You know, because I didn't confirm the day before she was going to that mass or she wanted to go along, uh, it it turned into, you know, a mess. And so it's just been very – 
every time something comes up, she just wants to, you know, it's always like, well, well we're done. We're over, you know, and not, nothing, you know, you know, nothing's going to resolve How, this. We're, we're done. What kind of help are you guys getting for any of this? What kind of help is she getting? What kind of help are the two of you getting? We go to, I've been go. we, we like going to the priest at the parish. Uh, you know, for spiritual direction. I've gone mm-hmm. a couple times. I asked her a few days ago, and she said, well, she, she's just, you know, shutting down. And no matter what I say, you know, it's, nothing's ever right. And she, All right, well, let me, let me jump in because, uh, I mean, it's good. Let me, let me explain the difference between spiritual direction and, and, and counseling, whether it's clinical counseling or pastoral counseling. Um, spiritual direction is all about how do we find God in the experience we're going through right now. It's not really about changing anything. It's not, not really about, I mean, now, you know, spiritual direction can help us discern God's will for something. Uh, it can help us experience God in our suffering, in the pain. It can help us hear God's voice more clearly in what we're going through. But it's not really ordered to giving us new skills or facilitating healing, especially emotional or relational healing. Um, that's really beyond what a spiritual director can do. So it's good to get spiritual direction because you want to be able to experience God in the middle of your suffering, in the middle of your struggle, to hear God's voice and begin to discern his will for things. But, but in terms of actually having the skills and, and, and healing the wounds, that has more to do with either clinical counseling or pastoral counseling. Which, and the difference there is that clinical counseling focuses on treating specific mental disorders, while pastoral counseling focuses on really helping you respond to problems in a way that's consistent with our Catholic faith and, and the Catholic vision the person. So um, that's a little preamble. Um, so you need to be in some kind of counseling to be, to be healing this, right? number, number one. Number two, uh, what you're describing, um, I don't doubt that, that her abortion um, plays a factor in this and that maybe there is some PTSD related to this, but what you're describing sounds an awful lot like borderline personality disorder. Um, and that, you know, that's a lot for me to presume based on what we got, but, but based on what you're describing, okay, that, that kind of intensive reaction to even the smallest slight, the, the tendency to want to abandon the relationship and run away over the smallest thing, um, is very consistent with a borderline personality disorder. I can't diagnose that, certainly over the air, but I, can, but I, wanted, I want you to, to, to realize that if, if I'm correct at all, then that's a, that's a very serious issue that, that warrants real serious attention. It's not something that you're going to be able to, to heal on your own or with just spiritual direction. There, the, there needs to be uh, work done, especially um, with the borderline personality disorder. Um, dialectical behavior therapy is really the, the, the gold standard for treatment there. Medication is sometimes involved. Um, what, now, your wife might not want to go. She might say, I'm not, I'm not willing to go, in which case I would encourage you to be seeking uh, good either marriage-friendly counseling in your area or pastoral counseling through us to identify faithful ways to respond to this, you know, so that you know how best to support her. You know, when you're in the situation that you're in and you're feeling like you're always living under the gun, you know, you, you are always in a defensive posture, you're always trying to figure out what did I do wrong, what do I need to do to, 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 to stop her from blowing up at me, um, that's not a healthy place to be. Um, because with a, with somebody with um, borderline personality, which I suspect she has, um, you need to be very clear about setting boundaries with that person and being very clear about you know what's healthy and what's not because they don't know. They're always just living in reaction to things. And so you have to be able to be strong enough to say, okay, I understand that you're upset. 
you know, here's a healthy way to deal with that, and if you're if you're willing to do that with me, I I can work with you. If you're not, then you're going to have to deal with that on your own, and I'm going to go over here and not worry about you. And that sounds cold, um, but it's not. It's 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 you're giving that person a an invitation to to solve problems in a healthy way with you, and you're finding ways to affirm that you're there. You're you're not going anywhere. You're committed to them, but there are healthy ways to be and unhealthy ways to be. And you're going to participate in those healthy ways to be, and if she doesn't want to choose that, then she's going to be on her own. Um, and, and so you have to get support from somebody who's going to teach you how to do that faithfully. Yeah, to know the words Charitably. to use, the way to do it, so that you don't become overly emotional, angry, distancing, which will all just ramp up what she's going through and, and the experience you're having from her. But if somebody can teach you how to do that while you're taking care of yourself emotionally, while you're using the right words to invite her into healthy problem solving, you can see a lot of this can be changed. And, and you know, for, for listeners who are kind of wondering about the difference here, you know, um, if if she the reason I went to borderline personality instead of just saying this is PTSD related to to a post abortive experience um, is that certainly people can experience uh, PTSD from from abortion. Oh, absolutely! It is a very traumatizing thing, but how that tends to play out in relationships is uh, in your physical intimate life or anniversary reactions, um, you know, some other more limited things. The kinds of the kinds of sort of universal defensiveness, the 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 reactivity about every little thing, um, that really speaks more to a personality disorder as opposed to, to to PTSD. And I and and they can both coexist. I mean, you can have borderline personality disorder and PTSD. In fact, many people do, because a lot of times borderline personality is is the result of being raised in an abusive household. So um, some things to consider here, but, but, but the one thing that you have not done is really seek professional help to, to develop skills f- to heal the marriage, for her to heal her own woundedness, or for you to know how best to deal with her. So even if she won't go to any kind of counseling, I really encourage you to reach out uh, to either someone you've worked with locally that you trust or to contact us to discover faithful and charitable ways to respond to these challenges that you're facing in your relationship. It's extremely painful. What you're describing, I can hear the pain in your voice, the exasperation in your voice, and we would love to be able to support you through this. So if you'd like to learn more about what we do, catholiccounselors.com is the place to turn. That's catholiccounselors.com. But thank you so much for the call. We've certainly added you and your wife to our More to Life prayer list. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out here or through the website. 877-573-7825 is the number 877-573-7825. Today the show is titled Overcoming Obstacles. As we talk about, you know, those challenges, big or small, that we all face in our life, our relationships, you know, whatever the problem is, though, we can either have a problem-focused mindset, which causes us to focus on the problem, right? We, we say, oh, my gosh, I have a problem. It's such a big problem, and then this problem is never going to go away, and oh, my gosh, what am I going to do about the problem? And then it, it can just paralyze us. It can cause us to have fear and anxiety and all sorts of additional problems, including physical health problems, when that becomes the pervasive problem sol- problem problematic mindset. The focus, yeah. So the problem-focused mindset is is exactly that, right? So with a solution-focused mindset allows us to look at even the biggest problem, the most catastrophic problem, even even, life-threatening problems, and say, all right, there's something that God wants me to make of this. You know, what's the even tiniest thing I could do to make a positive difference in this situation? Let me look at that. 
and let me figure out what to do from that and then build on that and build on that. And so w even in an impossible situation, if I have a solution-focused mindset, and I'm then it's showing me how to cooperate with God's grace to make some difference. That's what we're talking about today. Whether your problems are big or small, related to your relationships or your own personal life or whatever you're going through because of life, we want to help you have that more solution-focused, effective mindset so that you can cooperate with God's grace. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. You know, it's it's an, uh, such an important verse um, that reminds us that, you know, God has plans for us, even when we can't see what they are, even when we feel like the situation is impossible. But God doesn't put us in impossible situations. And so God has a plan for whatever you're facing. And by bringing it to him and saying, Lord, teach me how to respond to this today, step by step, so that I can even find the smallest way to make a positive difference in this situation, in my life, the life of those around me. God will lead us step by step to that future and hope that he promises for us in Jeremiah 29.11. With that, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about overcoming obstacles. 877-573-7825, whatever that obstacle is, let us help you clear it out of the way to start experiencing that more abundant life that God calls all of us children to. 877 573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions in just a minute. At K. Roos Jewelry, you're more than a number. Tony K. Roos, a master diamond setter with 45 years of experience, will take the time to listen to your jewelry design idea and work to create the perfect custom engagement ring, anniversary gift, or even do complex repairs. You can expect heirloom quality jewelry that will shine for generations to come. Visit K. Roos Jewelry at 504 Main Street in Belleville next to T-Mobile or call 734-444-2323. When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear talk of five solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, Sola Gratia, Solus Christus, and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Gratia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And Frankly, we don't know what scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as holy scripture because Catholic bishops detected that certain texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Greetings, brothers in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Boyer, inviting you to the Accept the Challenge Catholic Men's Conference on March 16th at the Gervin Game Above Center in Ypsilanti. We've lined up incredible nationally renowned speakers, Justin Fatika, Doug Barry, and our very own Father Joe Krupp. There will also be Mass, Confessions, and a wide variety of Catholic ministries to help you grow as a man of God. Visit acceptthechallenge.org to register today. 
Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, overcoming obstacles, whether those challenges you're facing are big or small, how we think about our problems has a lot to do with whether we're, we're able to solve them or not. And there's a big difference between having a problem-solving mindset Excuse me, a problem-focused mindset versus a solution-focused mindset. And that's what we're talking about today on More to Life. How do we cultivate those spiritually solution-focused mindsets that enable us to cooperate with God's grace and do something, even when we feel like the thing we're facing just isn't moving? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let us help you resolve those marriage, family, personal, or other struggles that you're feeling a little weighed down by 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Tanya, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia on St. Paul Radio. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Yeah, first of all, I, I heard your first caller, and I usually, I'm a first-time caller. Um, I listen mm-hmm. to your show when, I, when I'm in the car, usually, and um, your first-time caller just really, uh, I really related to a lot of, of his struggle and uh, he didn't use a lot of words but he didn't need the words and I, I wanted to tell him that um, when, when you Greg mentioned uh, BPD a borderline personality disorder that really uh, got my attention um, it's such a difficult thing to live with um, and I I do believe that I've been living with it for 17 years um, uh, with my family. and so I husband. really understood the wor- the wordlessness that he has because there are no words mm. <laughs> it's a tough tough thing and if your it caller is. is still listening i really recommend a book that i read that that helped me understand that other people deal with this too we're not alone as yeah. a spouse of someone who may have that and i think you, you nailed it greg with the whole idea that the ptsd may very well accompany it as a um as a comorbidity but uh, the book is called uh walking on eggshells Ah, uh, yes, we're very familiar with that book, yeah. But yeah, it, we, we, uh, we often recommend that. Walking on eggshells, it's a great resource, yeah. I'm glad it you is a that. great resource. Um, my question to you is, is, 17 years into my marriage, this is, is a situation, it seems to just keep escalating. And my children are now uh, 15 and 12. And uh, a heroic, with heroic measures and literally God's grace every single day, to a great extent, I have managed to shield them uh, tremendously thus far. But I have to acknowledge that at this point, they seem to be sort of in the fray. And mm-hmm. I know it is damaging them. Um, it's crushing me because I can't no longer protect them. So watching yeah. them struggle through these uh, ordeals with their father is, is tremendous. Um, yeah. So what advice, if any, do you have for me uh, as far as how to love my children in a Catholic way through these obstacles? Um, because I can mm-hmm. see them mirroring these behaviors um, because that's what they see. The, the model is terrible. Um, and, of course, I cannot control his behavior. I have read all of Marshall Lyon's books. I literally, since, since my husband doesn't believe there is a problem, so he won't seek any kind of help, 
I do mm -hmm. literally, I've trained myself in a behavioral therapy and I literally conduct my conversations based on uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, okay. I bless you for well, working so hard on this. So, Tanya, I, I think the most important thing you could do is, is for at least you and your children to be going to family counseling to learn how together to process what you're going through um, and, and you know, to help your children understand what's happening. I mean, one of the, you know, you've done a heroic job in trying to shield your children from your husband's behavior, but the one problem that comes from that is that when, when, when we shield our children from that behavior, they end up thinking that, that what we're living with is normal, right? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have done that. I'm just saying that's a, that's a challenge, that's an extra little twist that, that we have to kind of confront. And as the kids get older, being able to help them process it consciously instead of shielding them from it really is very helpful um, so that they can understand what's healthy and what's not healthy, how to set appropriate boundaries with, with some of their dad's stuff, uh, you know, how to approach them in healthy ways, but how to, how to also kind of protect themselves from some of this behavior and, and, and not engaging with it. And also by you inviting them into going into therapy with you so you can all sort of address this together. You are a conduit to healing rather than as they begin to stumble over this in their own lives and the effects of it, blaming you for allowing it or shielding them because they don't understand it in the right perspective. Yeah. So it'll help heal your relationship with them and give you all better skills together. And if you all live in different places, thanks be to God, a lot of this can be done on, over Zoom with different counselors. So it's not undoable even if they live in other areas you know and and on a on a sort of a personal level one of the things that you can do um is is sit down with the kids every day and, and this is one of the practices we suggest in catholic home um for for not just for parents who are going through really big problems but just just for managing life you know to sit down as a family every day and as part of your your family prayer time ideally um, but even on its own, to ask the question, you know what, what's one small thing we could do to try to take better care of each other today? What are some things that each of us can do to try to make our family life a little easier or more pleasant? You know, and, and, and have everybody you know, just throw out things that either they need from each other or things that they can do for each other to really take care of each other. Uh, part of that conversation can be, you know, when do you, we feel most cared for by each other? What are the things that help us feel taken care of? And let's, prior, let's get out our phones and, and schedule those things. Let's make them happen. You know, so you're having an active conversation about how do you build something good instead of just how do you protect them from the bad. Um, and, and, and if you combine those two suggestions, the family counseling and this, this sort of team meeting, this daily team meeting I'm proposing, you know, that the, the work you're doing in counseling can really focus then, too, on how do we work together when there's a parent who is struggling with borderline personality, and what does that actually mean? You know, and sometimes as parents, we're afraid to, to acknowledge to our kids that, that mom or dad has a problem, and we think that that's somehow demeaning them or running them down. Um, you know, without, without the proper understanding of what's going on here, they just think he's mean. Right, And so being able to understand, okay, dad is dealing with a, a particular disorder, and that requires us to be able to respond to him in particular ways that will help him be healthier, or at the very least, mediate some of the negative uh, effects of his behavior. Uh, and that's, that's a lot more merciful and a lot more honoring uh, of him than, than just letting them think he's mean and, and trying to shield them from it. So you've been doing a heroic job so far, Tanya, but I think you've been working too much on your own. And now that the kids are older, they can be part of the solution. So I really invite you to, to seek good 
family counseling, at least with them, right? Go with them and start learning how to deal with that. Plus, having this daily team meeting where you're talking about how can we take better care of each other, be a stronger team, and help each other have a more easy, more pleasant day in the face of the challenges that we're going through together. Tony, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't, don't hesitate to through Catholic Count. been listening to more to life with dr greg and lisa popcheck more to life is a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn radio and is carried across the ewtn global catholic radio network our producer is dan mcgraw for copies of this program or for more information visit ave maria radio.net